He's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Kane. 1106 a.m. every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750. WSB. you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, solutions for a better America. Well, it's not working too good for a lot of people <laughs> just because they have held public office. That's why we're going to tell you the truth here on the Herman Cain Show and give you the facts because we want you to be better informed and better inspired to help take this country back. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Welcome. Herman, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. What about the intelligence chatter about Islamic State attacks in the U.S.? Yeah, this is an interesting one because uh, U.S. military officials decided to raise the, uh, the status at American military bases, uh, taking it up one force protection level. But at the same time, while they're doing that, there's no, you know, for what we're hearing from lawmakers and from intel officials, there's no real specific threat that's out there. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing that they're pointing at to say, oh, that shows there's something. But there is a lot more chatter sort of from the Islamic State. And obviously, they have made it a point to try to inspire people here in the U.S. Uh, to foster more attacks. I, I think we saw that in Garland, Texas, obviously, a week plus ago with the attack on that Drama Muhammad cartoon gathering. Now, there is some thought, evidently, that that might spread to U.S. military bases. But again, nothing that's a direct link but obviously, there's a lot of worry if they're going to take that action in the military. Well, I think that sometimes the intelligence community, they don't need to tell the public exactly everything. No, you're that absolutely they know. right about that, sure. And obviously, yeah. there's something that gave them the hint that there might right. be a threat for the military. Now, right. there, there doesn't seem to, I mean, if you can have uh, base protection be stepped up uh, everywhere from Illinois to Hawaii to Florida to Maine and everywhere in between, of course, it raises the issue of. It's not going to be at every place, but there's the possibility of threat. Obviously, uh, the Islamic State has been able to inspire people. It was interesting, I listened in a hearing on this last week, and experts were saying how, in a sense, they were a bit puzzled that the Islamic State had been able to inspire people in a way that al-Qaeda never did. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen people go over to Syria. We've seen people get sort of attracted to the Islamic State push from the United States, from the U.K., from other European nations. And we've been worried, obviously, about this sort of lone wolf kind of thing, people coming back, from maybe uh, fostering attacks back at home. And the wonder, of course, is where will it happen next? And the impossibility is trying to track every quote-unquote lone wolf there is. Well, you're never going to be able to do that, which makes it all the more difficult to deal with. Absolutely. And yet it's going to make it that much more difficult to deal with, just like some, of, some people that are misguided and thinking that it's open season on law enforcement in this country. Now, the other thing is this whole going viral thing on the part of ISIS, I'm not saying that it is, but it could be a situation where they put it out there and they make all of these claims. But here's what the heightened security level does to me as an individual citizen, and that is if I see someone strange in my building, near my car, or in a place that I go to normally that's out of place, it raises my antenna. And I think that that is the message that ought to go 
out and ought to be received for just about everybody. Just be aware of your surroundings. No, it's like a gigantic neighborhood watch in a exactly. sense. Exactly. what it's, it comes down it's to. It's a I mean, gigantic it's, neighborhood watch. Wait, what's the old natural. dumb thing? See something, say something. I mean, See something, say something. It's true. Yeah. And uh, obviously, at, at military bases, they're going to be keeping a closer eye. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to go near installations or anything like that, but uh, they have decided to raise that level, that threat level, just in case. For the everyday individual, if you see something, say something. You never know when it c could be one of those claimed sales or lone wolves out there that they might be talking about. Well, the president is still trying to sell his fast-track authority. Now, here's what gets me, yeah. Jamie, when the president says, well, even the Democrats who don't agree with him, they're just wrong. <laughs> they're just wrong. But yeah. he never gives any facts or any reasons as to why he thinks those people are wrong who don't agree with him. Well, there's a host of, uh, of different, uh, you know, on, the, on both sides, in both parties, a host of opponents who are bringing up a variety of different things. You know, on the Democratic side, you've got a lot of labor groups that look at the idea of sort of what you could call a new NAFTA, a new North American Free Trade Agreement, except you're, you're extending it out to a group of 11 Asian Pacific nations. Uh, it would help a lot of trade, obviously, if you can lower trade barriers, tariffs, both for U.S. goods going overseas to other nations and for their goods coming here. I mean, that only helps spur new trade and competition. But you have one side that say that will, that will cut jobs and lose jobs here at home, and another side saying, no, it will spur new economic growth. And you never really know where to come down in the middle of those two uh, competing claims. I would think for a lot of Democrats, the focus more and more on Elizabeth Warren and her fight with the president, which has become increasingly sort of acidic in nature in public, and the big, strong pushback by the White House to try to argue, no, that this would be a beneficial deal. Here's the one thing that we're sort of puzzled about watching this whole development. There's going to be a, a test vote in the Senate on Tuesday afternoon, Herman. That's set for right now. You know, there's been a lot of talk about this. Yeah, the president's been working a little behind the scenes. He did an event out at Nike in Oregon uh, last week. But there hasn't been a big, big concerted effort. You know what I mean? I, I mean, yes, it's a top agenda item of his, but I don't sense that it's taken on this gigantic. I mean, most people, if we stopped them and asked them, well, what about this trade deal? Most people wouldn't have any idea what it's about. Right. And I'm, I'm right. not being critical. That's just sort of the state of play. I don't think the president has taken this as big as he could. And that has some of us wondering, will Republicans really work as hard to save it if, if it's all up to them, and if a lot of Democrats are jumping off, that's sort of the big unknown. You know, sometimes, Herman, you get stories like this where you, you hear a lot of complaints and a lot of, from both parties, and you think, wow, this thing might be uh, defeated. And then in the end, those complaints were very vocal, but they weren't numerous. And that's what I don't know right now is this, in the end, we're going to look back on this. Oh, yeah, it got through nice and easy, and they approved this fast-track trade authority. Or is the president's uh, legislative item about to run aground? Well... People don't see how it impacts their kitchen table economics, so they'll hear about it, they'll hear the story, and it is out of sight, out of mind, like Yeah, if you, you work for a big company that exports or a right. company that that's has a chance thing. to export, that's one thing. But just sort of the average, you know, that's why I think a lot of these situations, the groups that are opposed, their people have a big grasp of it, and they talk a lot about it. But sort of the average voter, the average listener, average viewer and reader, eh, it's just sort of there. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you saw a new poll on the 2016 presidential race. We haven't even had the first debate yet. <laughs> and it's interesting how these polls keep changing and fluctuating. What's the latest that you've been able to see? Yeah, the, the latest group? Bloomberg one from New Hampshire is really interesting because it's, I mean, it's just a muddle at the top. I mean, you've got Scott Walker at 12, Rand Paul at 12, Jeb Bush at 11, Marco Rubio at 11. Well, you know, I mean, with the, the, the margin of error, any one of those could be ahead of each other. And I think it's sort of <coughs> symbolic of where we are right now. The other thing that I would note is that for Jeb Bush, you know, a lot of people thought, well, he'll get all this money and he'll sort of elbow people out. I don't see anybody that's run for the hills worried about Jeb Bush right now. Now, maybe later 
his money and his you know his organization might be able to do that but i don't think anybody is scared of the former florida governor or anything right now if anything i think the the sort of the it candidate at this moment has been more marco rubio in recent weeks it was scott walker earlier in the year rubio since he announced has been getting a lot of good press in uh, national newspapers and more and we'll see whether or not that leads then to more fundraising and maybe it, you know, right being up there in the top tier of candidates when we really get moving later this year. You know, the thought occurred to me this morning that Jeb Bush is running sort of a quasi Hillary, I'm going to be coronated. I can take my time. I'm going to be the person in a way kind of a campaign. And we're starting to get more stories about exactly, exactly that. Exactly, And sort yeah. of calling him out and say, hey, it's time for you to get in this for real yeah. and not stay on the side. No, it's very interesting what's going on right now. And I'm sure it's being fed a little, too, by some in the Republican Party who would, A, like to see a Bush not win, but, B, they're sort of looking at it like, okay, buddy, time to get yourself in this race for real. None of this off-on-the-side kind of stuff. No, I, I, you know, the timing. When's he going to announce? Uh, I mean, uh, we've heard maybe as early as mid-June, or maybe he waits a little longer than that. I'm not sure that, uh, though, that some of the jabs are just going to go away. I would think Republicans feel, they don't fear him. He's, uh, I mean, right. yeah, he's got the right. name. Yeah, he'll have the money. But I don't sense that no, they there's don't. fear within no. the GOP circles of Jeb Bush. And I'll tell you, I've heard him say something similar to this twice, and that is, he made a statement over the weekend that people can be persuaded. Well, you know, that says he's going to go out and try and convince people of where he's coming from on stuff rather than say, here's where I stand and you may disagree. I mean, he believes in the power of his ability to persuade people to go along the way he believes, like on Common Core and on some other things. And I think that's going to eventually hurt him if he ever declares that he's running. Yeah, we'll just have to he, haven't, he hasn't done that yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yes. Unbelievable. Well, um, what about... Uh, I got this good story on immigration. You want to yeah. talk about that real quick? Yeah. Uh, this was something I've been watching all the court action, the legal action, on the issue of the challenge to the president's executive actions on immigration. And we detailed before how the administration sometimes has not followed the, uh, the injunction against the implementation of this. Well, lo and behold, late last week, another admission from the Justice Department that, uh, excuse me, uh, ju uh, Judge Hayden in Texas, but... We uh, accidentally handed out some of the benefits of the president's executive actions, even though they're on hold. And again, it raises the question, what, what is going on in the bowels of the bureaucracy at the Department of Homeland Security that there's not a big flashing red light up in there in the immigration section saying you cannot hand out extended work permits right now because the president's executive actions on immigration are not being implemented. They are on hold. The, the Fed's acknowledging that another 2,000 people here in the U.S. illegally were given the, some of the extended benefits under the president's plan, but of course that plan is not being implemented right now. So we're supposed to get some more details from the Justice Department this week and see what happens with that. But I can only imagine the federal judge in this case uh, will not be pleased with this latest revelation. Remember, it's not the first time that right. the feds have said they've done this. One other quick topic. Uh, the Saudi king and some other yeah. Arab leaders are going to skip the Camp David summit on uh, Iran. Yeah, the, the, look, there's a number of things going on. A, some dissatisfaction with the way that the administration is dealing with Iran and its nuclear ambitions. And then just sort of, I think, the Saudis and their new king sort of taking things into their own hands rather than following the lead of the U.S. expressly on foreign policy and what's going on. So, yeah, that'll be a dominant issue. I expect, in fact, today's White House briefing, I'm sure, will be dominated by exactly that. Well, look, the Saudi king uh, is not coming. Don't you think that's a uh, real thumb in the eye? And I'm sure that oh, uh, spokesman yeah. Josh Earnest will do all he can to frame it so that it's not so. But it does raise a lot of questions about not only uh, the current situation, but about the Iran nuclear negotiations and U.S. support from 
nations like the Saudis. Well, I think Shana B. can get the tap dancing music ready for when Josh tries to explain why they are not there. We'll see what happens, Herman. Thanks a lot. See you, buddy. Jamie, you're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Herman Cain on the radio every day. Herman Cain on demand at HermanCain.com. Click, click on Cain 24-7. Here we go again. More tap dancing. But coming up, rapid fire, 877-310-2100. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.